Welcome to On Mission for this special bonus edition in between seasons. I'm Jonathan Sheely, and I'm joined by the host, Matt Davis. I guess you could call this a little bit of a between missions episode right. as we are <laughs> between seasons one and season two. And wanted to take an opportunity to just look back a little bit at what we've enjoyed with season one and what we've, what we've learned and how we've grown. And then also preview a little bit of season two, what's coming ahead here later this summer. It's been so much fun to uh, really see things come to, into, into action and people really have jumped on uh, the bandwagon getting into these conversations and, and being prepped ahead of time because they've listened to other episodes. Right. It was really fun to see uh, uh, a couple of the people who we've recorded for season two have significant uh, investment in season one. Yeah. And they said, well, I've been listening and I've really enjoyed it and I've learned this and I I kind of knew what to expect from the listening to the past episodes. And I actually didn't anticipate that that would ever happen, but that was pretty neat. And I didn't know what to expect getting into the whole right. podcasting genre and you know, how many listeners is a good number. <laughs> and, but I'll, I will tell you, I think, number one, I always thought quality over quantity, that the best thing to do would be put out the best product that we absolutely can. And to have conversations that I find interesting and that you do. And then from there, if there are people who are like-minded and willing to grow and have an open mind about challenges and uh, that life throws at you and how you can respond to them in a Christ-like way, that that would be a success. And it's been interesting to go from podcast consumer yes. to podcaster. Right. I've consumed podcasts uh, avidly for a really long time. And then to actually get behind the mic and go through the, the rigmarole of doing it and, and yeah. being clear and having good conversations is completely it's a different. Bit, it's a bit of a science. I, I right. knew there'd be an art, but there's a little bit of a science behind it as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And we've enjoyed kind of working out the kinks with that over the last season. So I appreciate everybody that has subscribed and shared and, and engaged with us and given us feedback. And we have tried to incorporate all of that. As I look back, you know, the very first recording that we did, I wasn't even on campus for, and that was probably a lot to try to take on with Kevin Brosnan when he joined us. And I was actually at an educators conference down in Florida and you guys were back here on campus. And, you know, it, it, it was a bit of a stumble technologically just because we didn't know, we didn't have a, a portable suite, you know, at that point. But I felt like the content was tremendous and it was such a challenge to me to hear from someone who had been on the mission field for all those years and had just incredible experiences relying upon the Lord. It's such a true illustration of Maranatha experience too, because we as staff and faculty are all over the place, all over the time, you know, yeah. we're on the road, we're doing things in ministry. And then there's amazing people who just come to campus to recruit right. for students for internships. He was or for, speaking in chapel. He's and, speaking in yeah. chapel. And it's like, oh, wait, we got to make Several, sure that we don't miss that. Just the timing had to be that way. But so many of the guests that we've had have been here for other things. I was thinking about Susan Marshall was here to do a business breakfast. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Berger was here for one of our general assemblies where he talked about a Christian's response to mental illness and the difficulties of life. Um, I, was there... A particular conversation, I, I'm looking at the list and it's just every single one of these was so much fun to talk to and I learned so much. Was there a particular one that kind of stands out in your mind? Well, there, it's such, it was such a stacked season. Obviously, yeah. I have personal we friends. We kind of cherry picked. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I have, you know, some of my mentors, you know, Mike Herbster and Damian yeah. Aaron's just, yeah. just they're, they're pillars of my growth as a, as a Christian, 
you know, from my life past. But some of those conversations, you know, I might have been a little bit giddy about as we, you know, yeah. had those discussions, but really, really benefited personally from the conversation with Randall Gillespie. Yeah. Um, seeing his life and ministry transition and making some hard choices, there's a lot to look up to there. And his discussion with us about relying on the Lord for uh, for family matters, for work matters, um, for church matters, just really personally impacted me. Somebody like that who's so successful, you look at them from the outside and you just think that's the only thing about, that's the only facet that you may, may notice. And frankly, that's why we would even think to invite somebody onto our podcast right. is they've been successful in some way. And yet, once we get in and start talking about it, it's, it's rarely the success that they're talking about. They're talking about the difficulties and the challenges and how God uh, grew them and taught them along the way. One that stood out to me was Kristen Kiefer, mm. And, you know, yeah. I have a rule that not to cry at work, but if there was ever a time to break that rule, I mean, I was just so touched by her personal testimony of faithfulness through totally unforeseen personal trials and difficulties. And yet, not just enduring the trials, but finding joy and things to celebrate in the life of her children and, and just in, in how God was blessing. That was a tremendous growth for me just to see, see that pattern playing out in her life as an alumnus. I think so many of these discussions we have found that people have clarified their mission through those things. Right. They have found that they have done some thinking ahead of time. A lot of these people... They're intentional and they've discussed that with maybe their spouse or, you know, maybe at some point through a book, but you go through life circumstances and that's what it, it, it separates the stuff that is intellectually honest <laughs> from the stuff that was just put in there because you read a book. It sounded good. It sounded good. Yeah. And, and we have those phrases, we have those cliche things that we talk about as Christians, but until you go through a trial you're not sure which ones you actually have a firm grasp on. Yeah, it has to be personal before you really integrate that. And whether it's Bloom's Taxonomy or other graphs that are out there that express how we learn and really integrate something mm -hmm. into our lives, it's not until we experience it and reprioritize that uh, it really becomes ours. Absolutely. I think we should learn from books and we should learn from the experience right. of others. And that's how I put mine together Yeah, initially. So how, how has it changed or has it changed as oh, you look back on, we, we had this discussion before season one and said, you know, what is your mission statement? And we, we both kind of went through that, that exercise of writing it down and thinking it through. But now that we've had do dozen or more conversations uh, with some of these incredible people and asked them that question. So I guess I could ask you, you that tough question you've been asking everybody else, you know, now what's your mission in life? Well, in 2018, when I, uh, I read a book called Living Forward. One of the tasks that you're supposed to do is to write down all of your life accounts, the things that are important to you. And uh, one of the, the early um, tasks that you're supposed to do as a part of those life accounts is to write yourself eulogy. Um, oh. and, and to write it today, like if you died today and how you would want it to be read if you died with a full life at the end of your life and stuff. And in 2018, when I did that, like the first time, I had no concept of what I was doing and it was just an action. It was like a, let's 
you know, it's it's like a it's like a discipline. Let's think about it. Let's when get the, was your son born? In 2019. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. And so then in 2019, <laughs> Christopher was born. And I had some things in about my son who was we were thinking about having kids. And so I I had thought about where I was going to interact with children and, and obviously with my wife already. But I have reread that book. And through this season, I've listed my life accounts out again mm. and read you know, re-engineered my purpose statement. All right. So what is it now? And it's a little bit longer than it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think this reflects the the thinking and the the tugging in my heart. So I write it this way. Jonathan Sheely lives to reflect Christ in the way he loves Nicole Marie, who's my wife, mm-hmm. mentors Christopher Lewis, reads, listens, and learns every day, integrates the gospel into the life and work and workplace leads people to their own life goals, laughs often and freely, encourages failing forward in others, and speaks truth strategically and often. Hmm. So there's eight life accounts there. My wife, my son, um, myself, my workplace, um, the people who I'm mentoring, my personal life, my enjoyment, and then some professional things too. And the the three things that I added um, were integrating the gospel into my life and workplace something that i had definitely there was there was a hole there in my personal statement before my personal statement ahead of time before going coming to the podcast talked about you know glorifying the lord it it wasn't a good way of saying what i wanted it to say which is i want to integrate the gospel into everything that i'm doing and that covers it my life and my workplace yeah it's both processes and i talked about excellence but the last two uh, things in my life accounts now are encouraging failing forward and speaking truth strategically and often. Um, I have always thought that speaking truth was a huge part of my professional career. Um, but I think adding often was important to me because you can speak truth strategically and only say it every five months, or right. you can have hard conversations with people who are uh, are important to you when it works in everyone's schedule and uh, when all the 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 pieces of the puzzle align so that you can have your opinion you or, know taken or when it advances your interests right yeah but speaking it often means that you might actually have to have discussions where i'm put back on my rear and say okay so mm-hmm. let's let's actually have some conflict about this because that's where failing forward comes into play mm-hmm. You got to speak truth often enough to have discussions with people where it's not my personal interests that are at, at you know at best mind it's or top of mind right it's the the benefit of the everyone that's in this discussion well i think that's a wonderful progression that you're experiencing because it reflects the journey of your life you are at that phase of life where your family is growing and professionally you're advancing in your leadership and both organizationally and personally and i think that what you've done is is very appropriate for where you are in life. And I think that's a very rare thing right now that people are trying to be that intentional. And I really hope that all of us can continue that, like hold on to that, right? My mind changed as well. I I pulled it out. In fact, I look at this every day and I I pray this as a prayer uh every morning when I'm getting ready. I put it in uh my walk-in closet where I get ready and I, I look at it. And my original statement was, serve the Lord and others with excellence and love, lead with integrity 
and courage of my convictions. And I have some key words in there, serve, excellence, love. That one's harder for me. It doesn't come naturally. Uh, so I have to really pray, Lord, help me truly love the people that I interact with today. And then lead and integrity and courage, which is another one. Like you're saying, I think it goes to the, your, your concept of speaking truth is having the courage to speak the truth. And then conviction. Like the thing that comes naturally to me is conviction, not love. Right. So I, I included that because it's who I am, but that one, I was kind of born with that one, <laughs> but so I, I, I still like everything in there. I like the, the action words that are in there. Those are very me words, but after all the discussions that we've had, I've gone back and looked at it again and I noticed a few things. I noticed it's very doing oriented. Mm very action oriented is very, what do I need to do next? Right. And Go I'm figure. Not, you're a lawyer. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> I'm not just a lawyer, but just one of these, like what needs to be done kind of people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I also noticed that every single person we talked to talked about, well, I want to bring glory to God. And I need to add that in here. I, I left that without saying, but I've been saying now for about two years that just in general around, not just around here, but in our, our world right now, the things that just go without saying mm. can't be left unsaid any longer. We need to say the basics, the, the understood element. So I, I need to edit this to bring an element in there of glorifying God with every relationship that I have with every decision that I make, with every action that I take. And then I started to think about the different facets of that because there's the public versus the private, but there's also the ministry decisions, the ministry relationships versus the personal relationships and the personal decisions. And there shouldn't be a different way that I approach those things. It should be a life pattern that can be consistently applied in all of those different domains. So I want to add that element of bringing glory to God, like so many of our guests did. That was a challenge to me. And I was very doing oriented, but I think I need to also include with this a dimension of being mm -hmm. oriented, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that I can't do things that glorify God unless I am a man of integrity. I can't make decisions of integrity unless I am a man of integrity. And that comes from who I am and that, and who I am comes from my relationship with God. So there has to be a genuine thing. And I just think I need to reflect that a little bit better in my statement. So hopefully all of our listeners have been on that same kind of journey of self-reflection as they think about what their purpose is and what stage of life that they're in. For me, uh, that's where I'm at. And, you know, it's been, it's been good. I've learned a lot. So I think it's incredible to see um, as Christians, how much overlap we have in yeah. certain sections of our mission and where God has gifted us and burdened us in different areas. And, and that is so descriptive of the church and bringing different Christians in is really encouraging to see, you know what, Sheila, you've got some passions that you need to chase and that you really need to dig in and do. And it's okay because someone else in the church is going to be doing those other things. And right. I, I'm a kind of guy that like just adds on, you know, I yeah. see a need, I'm going to do that thing. And there's a, there's a danger in that 
Sure. Where you're not actually being effective in the thing that you're doing. Yes. It's diminishing returns and it's not sustainable. God built us with limitations. God can be awake and alert and active at all times and is. He is presently aware of everything. He is omniscient and omnipresent. We are not. (laughs) You know, just even the concept of sleep teaches us humility. There is a there is a large period of the day where we're vulnerable and unconscious <laughs> and completely right. unaware of what's happening around us. Right. And we, if we don't do that, we will die. Okay. And, and we just need to build those rhythms into our life that we can have a sustainable period where we are active when we're supposed to be active. We are diligent and we handle our business. We're men of integrity and character and production. Right. But that doesn't define us as to who we are. And there have to be times of rest and quiet and aloneness with the Lord, with our spouse, with our priorities. And that those are good things to learn. So I think we've both really grown through this and I'm really Absolutely. looking forward to season two. Most podcasts that start never have a season two. So we're <laughs> blessed in that regard. Uh, we are looking forward to season two. We've got most of the ep- episodes actually already recorded. And so we can uh, certainly look forward to that as I'm thinking about the different guests that we have, uh, coming up. It's a pretty incredible list. I thought, boy, we'll never be able to top season, season one. one. And yet as we were going through season one, I kept thinking of more people we needed to talk to. <laughs> That's the one blessing about being at Maranatha is that there's a ton of people, a, an amazing amount of resource when it comes to awesome people to talk to. We we've got some some of the biggest characters on campus on deck. You want to talk about Jeff Pill, right? I was going to say, you, <laughs> you, you want to talk about uh, iconic Maranatha yeah. personalities, yep. Coach Pill, Dave Brown, Regina, Regina. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be great. But you know what? Some of the people that we don't get to expose, uh, or we don't get exposed to a ton, are board members, and it was fun to have yep. um, Dr. Schmig. Yep. Um, or in for season one. And yeah. then this season we'll have Jesse Sherburn. Yep. Wow. You want to talk about someone with intellect? Yeah, I was a little blown away. Anytime I talk to Jesse, he is an incredible mind, intellect, and this, his scientific knowledge uh, that he has. Definitely not my bailiwick, but yet he he was able to make applications and does make applications in his life. Um, and he's been through some very deep waters that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize. It's one of those uh, guests as you you hear him as we're discussing with him, man, he should have his own podcast. <laughs> yeah, he probably if he, he but he knows his limits, right? right. So he, <laughs> he has to be careful about that too. Dave Brown, Dean Kurtz, uh, we've got some music emphasis coming up and I think people enjoy that. Uh, just some some of the quieter people that you don't hear from as much. We're going to talk to Tim Johns. You know, he's going through some transition in his life and uh, changing roles. Uh, dean of Men currently going to be moving into a faculty role full time starting next year. And looking forward to talking to him. Tracy Foster in her School of Business. What an incredible amount of life experience that he has to share. And we did get some good feedback this mm. last season. Yeah. We've had lots of listeners and and subscribers and people yeah. that we've been able to kind of pick their brains and get some feedback. What are you hearing? Over a thousand people, unique people have listened to the podcast. I was hoping for a dozen, right. you know, but we're this like, has been amazing. And we're we're we are like so close to 5,000 downloads. 
we are very close to 5,000 downloads. So if you're listening to this, thank you for adding to that. My mom, you know, she listens to every episode every day. She just, you know, no, I don't know. (laughs) But but, uh, as long as it's more than just our wives and our our parents, you know, I don't think my wife has listened to a single episode. She's she read the book. Yeah. She doesn't need to listen to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So what are you hearing, though, feedback wise? Well, there's two great things. First of all, we uh, we have heard so many people say that they didn't know some of these people had mission statements the way they are. And so we confirmed that what we're talking about is important to people. They've not, they've not sat down and actually talked about their personal mission statement before. So we're Hmm. very thankful that, that we, we had the right idea and that it's played out the way that it has. Um, and then number two, they're really long. And so that, uh, and we got a lot of people like that. I mean, some people people, like it, some people don't. A lot of people said, boy, this is great for when I've got a drive or when I'm doing stuff outside. Um, But then we had this like outpouring of, oh, that was awesome in episode 10 when it was just one person. Oh, yeah. And so I think. So what adjustments are we suggesting? We're going to do a little bit of both this next season. And we're going to try and have, you know, some people are not as long winded and that's great. And so (laughs) we're going to help those people who are really precise. We're going to pair them with someone else. And uh, try to really, really blend themes like we tried to in season one and make sure that we were hitting both on-campus personalities and off-campus personalities. I think that needs to be a mix, yeah. It is. And we really, and I loved the fact that we've already recorded so many people who aren't working with us on campus and yet they have the same mindset that we do. They're our partners. They're our partners in mission here at Maranatha. But then taking those conversations that are a little bit longer and maybe more detailed in allowing them to stand on their loan for the merits of that discussion. I did hear that a number of times where they said, you know, it was 25 minutes with so-and-so. I really could have listened to them the whole hour. And so when the conversations flowing that direction. We'll see some episodes in season two that are just single individuals, right? And the goal is to continue to launch uh, 10 uh, plus episode seasons. Um, for us, even our rhythm around Maranatha is we yeah. have three times a year. We have two right. semesters and a summer, and that's kind of our production seasons as well. And so you'll continue to see season one, season two in the summer, season three in the fall. And it'll always be a little behind on the recordings just because of the, the yeah. timing and everything well, we on get campus. Recordings when the people are here and right. we have that opportunity. Right. And then we're trying to listen for the connecting themes. And it's really great to have some of the the personalities that come to campus for specific tasks like the general assemblies. You know, those yeah. are really great opportunities on our on our campus that we want to expose other people who aren't around here I, for, I, to listen yeah, to. And I think it informs our conversations on the podcast when we have opportunity to hear them and their expertise and then just really see where we can go with those conversations. Absolutely. So you're also talking about multiple channels. Yeah. We're going to break up the format a little bit. So if you're looking at other podcasts, um, people are not just doing audio anymore. We've got video coming up. Um, we're really thankful um, that the Lord has blessed us with a studio. Um, yeah, we you, made you, major upgrades. Major to the upgrades. Studio. We actually look professional in here. And uh, we're looking forward to, you probably have heard the audio differences between beginning season episodes and end of the season episodes, but we're, we're looking at launching videos and here's, here's the goal to provide individual sections of the podcast as shorter videos to consume, as well as uh, you should be looking for some premium content with the entire podcast unedited with our goofs and all 
and I have a ton of those. Dr. Davis. I don't know if I approve this or I, not. Yeah, but. Dr. Davis doesn't have near as many goofs as I do, but <laughs> but I, I do them a lot. And so, if you want that unedited version of of the podcast, we will be uh, announcing some opportunities for premium content there. the The idea is you you got to see these people when they interview with us, or when we're interviewing them. There's just so passionate on their faces too, and and I love the yeah. vo- voice, and I love the opportunity to. Um, to discuss that, but sometimes you know, like the ones that are maybe a little more emotional, you got to see that, and 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 be able to understand. Wow, these people are really passionate about the things that they're talking about. Yeah, I think video definitely will add a dimension to it, and we'll start experimenting with that in season two. And really, you'll see more of a full blown ro- rollout of that in season three in the fall. And I, are we going to do normal video or the up and down video that the kids do? Yeah, well. We're going to talk about age groups. Beat up for that. So (laughs) (laughs) my phone doesn't do that, but Alyssa Saunders is going to help me understand our our podcast. We got interns coming in the communications office that are really going to help us, and we will listen to them and their expertise as interns. (laughs) Oh, great! We're turning it over to them. Well, I just want to say thank you to some people who have helped us tremendously behind the scenes. Isaiah Atkin has put in tremendous number of hours, not just. In helping us set up the studio, but also every episode and as our sound engineer, all of the audio and taking out all those mistakes that you referenced. Courtney Rankin has helped us with branding and with messaging and just has been a tremendous help in helping us keep organized and on track. Andrew Mayo with all of the visuals that you see of our guests and the different things that he has been able to help us out with, again, with the studio design, the lighting and preparing for video as that is on the docket. Alyssa Saunders was our student intern this last semester and helped us in tremendous ways along the way. Always keeps life interesting. Hope Ostrander stepped in on a number of occasions to help us with help us with the photos mm-hmm. and the different guest uh, shots that we did, making our guests look good. Always uh, appreciated. And of course, Fierce Strategy and Creative, our partners on branding. They put together our logo and designed all of that, help us with the social media promotion. And so I'm very thankful for all the folks that God has brought alongside. It's not just Jonathan and I, but uh, and I'm thankful for you. And it's been fun for us to work together in all of this. And you've done a tremendous job. I know people have appreciated that. And uh, I do as well. It's been a a joy to work together in this podcast. We are thankful for all of our subscribers who have left comments on the individual channels. That really does help extend the life of the podcast within the the week of launch. Um, So thanks for joining us on the season one journey. Um, It's uh, it's been personally challenging and and a professional mission as well. We have personally benefited from these discussions. Join us again in season two.